Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. If I had zero dollars, if everything just went away and I had to start all over again, what would I do? I want to focus on that as the topic because not that this is the only thing that you could do, but I mean, it is just the opportunity is there. And if you are someone listening to this who not necessarily has zero dollars, but you want extra money for fill in the blank, whether that is to pay off some debt quicker, whether that is to maybe use in the stock market to invest, whether that is to, I don't know, start investing in real estate, whether that is, I don't know why you would want extra money, but there's lots of good valid reason. Maybe it's because you just wanna have some fun money to go and buy a nice little toy and buy that nice little toy in cash so that you're not, you know, you're not buying a depreciating asset and paying interest on it while it goes down in value. So maybe that's what you wanna do. But what if you had no money or very little money or you just wanna simply make more money, what could you do? And there is an article that just came out that, I mean, I, I guess it supports my ego a little bit, makes me feel better about myself, makes me realize that, hey, you know what? I'm not crazy on my other, uh, through my other business where it's the stock, tra- uh, stock market and stock trade and all that sort of stuff, I recently did a video about you know kind of side hustles and what would I do if I had zero dollars? And then literally a few days later after I did that video, so I guess that's kind of good that the documentation is in place that what I talked about in that video is now just becoming that much more realistic. Although it's, it's, it's kind of been out there and it's been around there for several years. So I mean, I, I don't wanna let my ego get too expanded here, but it's good to know that yeah, this opportunity would definitely still exist and what kind of spurred this on for me, a little context, I bought a, a cottage a few years ago uh, for my family. Yes, a real estate investment, uh, but more so just, hey, let's have another place we can go. It's right up on a nice little lake, fishing, there's hiking, there's all sorts of stuff here, in, or it's actually kind of technically in Northern Michigan, and Northern Michigan is, I mean, it's, it's not like Detroit. And what I've learned is people that are don't live in Michigan. As soon as you tell them you're from Michigan or you have anything in Michigan, they're like, oh, so Detroit? No, no, it's totally, basically the exact opposite, a 180 from Detroit. But I have this cottage and uh, a few weeks ago, I I was up there um, with uh, my wife uh, and uh, had some help from my father-in-law, brother-in-law, and my nephew, and we needed to just clean some stuff up and we had a, a big dumpster ordered. Now, normally, I would, if this was a, a, a you know, quote unquote normal real estate project, at this point, I would just pay someone else to fill up the dumpster and just get it out of the way because, I mean, I need to be spending my time, using my time in other ways. But in this situation, it was unique because my wife needed to be there because there was just lots of knickknacks and just random stuff that did we want to keep it or did we want to throw it away? So a situation where we just needed to be there because we needed to figure out what exactly was staying what was going into the dumpster. So in this situation, I did it. And as we worked and worked for a good, I don't know, it was about three or four hours, just we filled up a 30-yard dumpster. And if you're not familiar, a 30-yard dumpster, that's one of the big ones. That's a huge dumpster. We filled that thing up to the top, overflowing a little bit. And as I did it, I mean, it, 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 me, you know, I get my, my soft little hands now because I just sit at a computer and all that sort of stuff. So uh, my brother-in-law's give me a hard time about that sometimes. Oh, Claire, your hand's gonna be okay. And well, so it feels good to get out there and do some labor like that. But you know what? As I did it, I thought, this is terrible. This is not fun. Like 
having to lift this heavy stuff. Then it, because it's a 30-yard dumpster, you got to lift it up to get it over the side. Sure, you can open up one end of it and walk it. It's just, it's just not fun. I, I don't want to do this. I, I'd rather be doing fill in the blank of basically anything else. And then it hit me. You know what, Clay? This is a money pit. This is just a, a money pit in the sense of it's like a, a, a pit. That was a terrible analogy. Money pit usually implies you're losing money. This was like a, a, a money fountain. This is like a money fountain opportunity where money's just flowing and flowing and flowing. Because you know what? Things that are terrible, things that are annoying, things that are just not fun at all, things that require you to break a sweat, to maybe run out of breath every now and then, to cause your muscles to burn. Those are money fountains. And that is an opportunity where I was thinking, you know, I think that would make a good YouTube video. I think it would probably make a good Money with Clay podcast. These are the things I talk or I think about and talk about with myself as I'm going through these types of experiences. But I thought, you know what, this is something that I would I, I, I want to share because this is such a great opportunity. And the opportunity is simply this. Fill up dumpsters, fill up dumpsters. Now, how exactly does this all work? First off, I'm not saying that you start a dumpster company. No, I'm saying that the only thing you are selling, your product, your service, is your time and your labor. Your labor to do what? Well, to fill up a dumpster. Wait, what? Who, fill up a dumpster, what are you talking about? Listen, and this is, and I'm gonna get to an article here that just backs this up, but there are people out there that will gladly pay you to fill up a dumpster. Who are these people? Well, it could be somebody that uh, you know is is moving and they don't have time, but that's not really the the demographic that I would I, I would recommend going after. The main people that would be doing this are real estate investors. From a couple different standpoints. First, and I have experience with this, for those real estate investors that are the landlords, right? That have rental properties. And sometimes when things get nasty and things get a little ugly, houses need to be taken back, evictions need to be made. And when that occurs, there can just be a lot of junk, a whole lot of junk. And I've had this situation where I've had to take a house back and the people, they just leave all sorts of stuff behind. In fact, um, on my, uh, again, the other YouTube channel, I have one of these, I think it's called like an eviction tour where I, I've had to kick somebody out and then I just walk you through. And I, I think the whole premise of the video is, you know, kind of the ugly side of real estate investing. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love real estate investing. Real estate investing is a great thing to produce cash flow and all that. But there is, you know, there's, there's the ugly part of it. And I, I, I you know, take everybody through the, the house and yeah, there's stuff all over the place. I found a cool machete, which was kind of the highlight. Although I don't know what ever happened to that machete. I'm kind of disappointed about that. But again, who has a machete? Like what is going on? But anyways, the, the thing is, and what I ultimately did was, and I don't say this in a, a, a you know, an, an arrogant or, or overconfident way because you're gonna get there someday. I'm, I'm confident that if you're still listening right now, I'm confident that if maybe you're a, a loyal, loyal listener, you're gonna be at, at this spot at some point. But the spot being, you know, it's just not worth my time to do this. I should be using my time elsewhere rather than sitting here cleaning out a house and filling up a dumpster with all this junk. But you know what? If you're starting with zero, it is worth your time. If you're looking to get more money, it is worth your time. And there is that fine little gray area out there where you find those situations where it's very annoying. It's Nobody really wants to do it. And because of this, and it's also not very productive, right? I mean, at the end of the day, sure, it, it's great that the house gets cleaned out. 
But, I mean, that's not really, yeah, it accomplishes stuff, but you're not exactly curing cancer or anything like that. Which, again, that that's fine, but that's the opportunity because for some people, it's not worth their time to do it. But what makes more sense for them, what makes more sense for me as a real estate investor is to pay someone else to do it. That way, it's still getting done, but I'm not having to spend my own time doing it. And I paid someone to come and clean that house out, and I, I can't remember what I paid them. I want to say it was over $1,000, though. And there is huge money to be made, especially if you equate it to, well, you know, I, I want to make extra money. I could go get a part-time job. And I don't, what is the, the, the minimum wage is like seven fifty or something like that. Or you could do this. And this is the business model. This is what I would do if I had $0. I would find real estate investors, and I'll talk about that here in a second, but I would find a real estate investor or find really anybody. It could just be somebody random that you that is just cleaning out their house before they move. But you find somebody and you go and say, yeah, I'll fill up a dumpster. That's, that's my product. That's my service. I am grunt labor. I am manual labor. If you don't want to do it, um, you know, maybe you're getting a little too old or whatever, but I, I will do that for you. So you go and, and you you check out what they want done, and you know it'll be it'll be a, a it's a little bit of a science, but this is also kind of the the fun part about building a business because this is what you're essentially doing. It's a side hustle that's a little miniature business, but you need to figure out. Ask yourself the question: Okay, how long do I believe this job will take me? Now you're not going to get it perfectly, but it's it's going to get you thinking the right way. How long do I think it's going to take me to fill up this dumpster? And let's just say, wow, that's a lot of stuff, and it's just going to be me but I think I could get it done in a day. Yeah, it'll be a long day, but probably like 10 hours. All right, 10 hours, you now have that number. Now, what happens if you assign $10 an hour to that? Well, that would be $100 you need to charge the person, which let's keep things in context. You're now already above minimum wage at $10 an hour. All right, good, good. But think about that, $100, I'm telling you, you are cutting yourself short. If somebody came to me and was like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fill up this entire dumpster for 100 bucks, I'd be like, deal. No, no doubt about it, deal. So you're undercutting yourself. What about $20 an hour? Well, $20 an hour, and if it's gonna take me 10 hours, that's $200 you'd have to charge a person. Hey, I will fill up this entire dumpster for $200. You know what? At that, that's, that's a, a, yeah, of course. Do you see what I'm doing here? Now, let's try $30 an hour. Well, that's $300. What about $40? What about $50 an hour? That's $500. Now, at that point, like I said, depending on the situation, I don't, I don't know, 500 bucks, that, that might be worth my time to do it. But I mean, if, if I'm looking at it and saying, that's gonna be 10 hours of my time, ugh, I don't know, maybe $500 is worth it. Like I said, there's gray area out there where you're going to be able to get well above minimum wage. The first thing is just ballpark it. How much how much time do I think this will take me? And then use your and then say, all right, well, I want to try to make 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. In fact, on the YouTube video I did, uh, some people were sharing their stories. One person said their hourly uh, rate breaks down to about $65. So $65 an hour is what they are actually making when they kind of walk through this. Now they don't go to the person and say, hey, I'm charging you $65 an hour. Don't do that. That's crazy. That'd be like, wait, what? I'm not paying you 65 bucks an hour. I mean, lawyers don't even make that much. But you just structure it in a way where you give them a lump price. I will pay you or you know, I will charge you whatever price, but in the back of your mind, you know that, all right, well, that's gonna break down to right around, in this person's case, $65 an hour. So think about that. 
and there's nothing, if you want to just do a couple of minimum wage part-time jobs, if that's what you feel more comfortable with, that's fine. That You do what you want to do. But like I said, this is, if I were to have $0 and I needed to start all over again, that is what I would do. I would sell my labor, sell my, uh, you know, my service would be my labor and my labor would be focused towards filling up dumpsters and just cleaning stuff out. And there's all sorts of variations you could do. Maybe you just help people move or, or, or whatever. But uh, at that point, now you're competing against actual moving companies. So I would just, and like I said, you are not a dumpster company. It would be up to, in this situation, the real estate investor to get a dumpster. So, hey, real estate investor, you pay for the dumpster. You get the dumpster there. You let me know when it's going to be there and when you need it filled up by, and I'm going to do that for this price. So that way, there's no risk to you where you have to figure out a dumpster. Now, ideally, and here's another little thing that I would do is you would want to network with dumpster companies. Say, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm so-and-so and I, I'd, I'd like to, you try to build a relationship with them and you let them know because think about what the dumpster company, they, they, they'd be like, hey, real estate investor, yeah, we'll get the dumpster order. Hey, by the way, if you need some help, if you want somebody to just fill up the dumpster, maybe give this person a call. And then, you know, it's one of those, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back type things. So you could always build relationships with the dumpster companies. And then if a real estate investor comes to you, they'd say, well, I mean, do you have any dumpster companies that you prefer to work with? I mean, maybe they're a newer real estate investor and they're saying, well, I, I, don't, I don't know of any good uh, dumpster companies. Uh, maybe they're not new, they're just new to the area. Point being, if you have a little kind of cheat sheet of dumpster people that you can recommend, then guess what? Those dumpster companies are, are happy. Hey, thank you for recommending them. Who knows? Maybe you can start to, because you recommend so many people to them, they're going to give a discount. So now you can say, hey, hey, real Mr. Real Estate Investor, Mrs. Real Estate Investor, you can use this company, but because I, I, I fill up a lot of their dumpsters, they'll actually give you a better rate. So now you're helping them out that much more. And do you see the snowball effect? It, it, it can just grow and grow and grow. And all you're doing is filling up a dumpster. And I'm gonna keep using that $65 an hour number because that, uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, if you break it down, that seems more than reasonable. And then one thing I failed to mention in my YouTube video that somebody else mentioned, I thought, how did I forget that? Scrap metal. So if uh, some of the stuff that needs to be cleared, cleared out is really anything that can be recycled, typically some sort of scrap metal, guess what? Now you're getting paid to clear out the dumpster, but then you're also getting paid to recycle that material. And then here's the extra kicker. Maybe you find some stuff that you're like, you know what, that actually might be sell really well on eBay. So you have free access to junk, to stuff that maybe the real estate investor envisions as junk, maybe they didn't even see it, or whatever. But hey, you know what? If the instruction was to throw everything out, well, I, I'm just, I, I'm, that looks, you know what? Let me, let me pull out my phone. Let me send, oh wow, this thing is actually selling for 50 bucks on eBay. All right, well, I'm, I'm not gonna throw this in the dumpster. I'll just sell it on eBay. Now, the proper thing to do is just say, hey, did you want anything or can I take some of this stuff if I, if I wanna keep it? Just, you know, run that by them because uh, you don't wanna get yourself in a lawsuit where you find some sort of, you know, you do find the Mona Lisa and then all of a sudden you just keep it and then you sell it and then you're getting sued. So, I mean, just you know, make the investor aware of that or make whoever you're working with aware of it. Like, hey, do you, did you wanna keep this or do you mind if I take it? And I, I've had that where people are like, hey, uh, can, I keep the, can I keep the, what was it? 
I think a washer or something. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Take the washer. I'm, I'm sure they're just gonna sell it for parts or sell it for scrap metal, but hey, good for them. They're out there hustling and grinding. I appreciate that they asked me. Absolutely, you can have it. No problem at all. So, I mean, that's a, two extra layers, scrap metal and then just knickknacks, random stuff that maybe sells on eBay or Facebook Marketplace or wherever you can sell stuff. I mean, there's, there's so many. Here's the moral of the story. When you do stuff, when you do something, it's amazing how many other opportunities arise. And that's how it works. Your time is what you're selling. Your labor is what you're selling. And the reason you are able to sell it is because, kind of going full circle, nobody wants to fill up a dumpster and clean stuff up. Stuff can be heavy. That can be messy. You can get a little poke. You know, you can poke yourself on something. Nobody, who want, nobody wants to do that. Good. When nobody wants to do stuff, that means people are willing to pay for other people to do it. And you be that other person. The key thing here also is temporary. I'm not saying this is what you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life. No, this is a temporary solution. This is how you get started. As I was saying, eventually you're going to get to the point where you pay other people to do stuff like this. Or you know, where your time becomes worth more than it would be to actually spend time doing that. I mean, I started off pushing carts in from a parking lot. That's why at all times, I always return my cart to a corral. Usually I park kind of far away because I'm just weird like that. But I don't care how far I am for a cart corral, I always take my cart to the cart corral. So you know what? Just please do that, right? I, I can speak from experience that us cart cart people, cart, I don't, well, we're the cart crew, that's it. Us, the cart crew people, they appreciate that when you just take the cart to the corral that it's supposed to be in. But that was my first job, just pushing in carts. I will never look down at anybody that does that or any job because for me, well, I didn't have anything. So you know what? I decided to sell my time. I decided to sell my labor going and doing that. Now, in hindsight, maybe I should have filled up dumpsters, but I, I just... I, I didn't think of it back then, but, and the only reason I thought of it now was, and I don't know, I, I'm not saying this is a great idea, but yeah, it's something that nobody really wants to do. It's just messy, it's dirty, it's annoying, but wow, when people don't wanna do stuff, that's where you can actually make, again, $65 an hour having it break down. Where do you find real estate investors though? I get it, okay, Clay, that all makes a whole lot of sense, but I mean, I don't know real estate investors. So here is, here is the key. You pull out your phone, you hop on a desktop, a laptop, a tablet, I don't know, something that has the internet, and you go to Google, and you type in whatever city you're in, whatever state you're in, whatever county, you know, you get a little creative with it, but you type in some sort of location that is relatively close to you. And then you just type in Real Estate Investment Association, or in short, a RIA as in R-E-I-A, R for real, E for estate, I for investment, and then A for association, Real Estate Investment Association. Maybe get creative, Real Estate Investors Clubs, Real Estate Investing Meetings. Remember, this is, should all be combined with whatever your geographic location is. And here in the Grand Rapids area, there are several RIAs, again, Real Estate Investment Associations, where investors meet up uh, you know, and uh, vendors meet up. And that's where you would come in. You would be a vendor, meaning the vendors show up and say, hey, real estate investors, this is my service. Let, let's shake hands. Let's, let's, let, let's share a conversation, share a cup of coffee, not share a cup of coffee, have a cup of coffee. We each have our own cups. And what are you looking to do? Here, here's what I, here's I can offer. 
Here, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I know somebody else that's really good at that. That is called networking. And you would show up and you would say, hey, I'm just looking to hustle and grind. I'm, I, I will help you do any form of grunt labor. I will clean out an eviction house. Uh, you know, if somebody's flipping, I'll show up and I'll fill up dumpsters with a bunch of the trash. So, I mean, you may not, you could ultimately, theoretically, maybe at one of these RIAs, there is somebody that has a roofing company. And this person's like, oh, you're willing to fill up dumpsters? Okay, I mean, I have some jobs going on. I mean, how, how much would you charge me to fill up this dumpster? And then you give them the numbers. Now, this is where you could give them a number and say, ah, no, I'll pass. And you okay, fine, I totally respect that. I mean, I, I'm kind of newer to this. I, I'm curious, what, what what made you pass? Well, you know, I, I, can, I can get it for this price, or I can do this, that, or the other. Oh, okay, and maybe at that point, you'd be like, oh, well, I'd be willing to do it for that. Or you just know, all right, well, I gotta start to bring down my prices. But who knows, if you just ask in a polite way, say, oh, hey, I totally understand. I, I'm kind of new to this. I'm trying to figure out what uh what a good you know uh, range is. So I mean, can I ask why you're you're not interested at that price? And they're either going to give you another price or just say, yeah, it's um, I have something like you know, and, and they're going to give you a reason why. But the idea here is, it's going to help you fine tune what you should actually be charging. What is a a valid price? Or like you said, they just flat out give you a number like, wait a second, I think that can be done in 10 hours. Oh wow, that's still 30 bucks an hour. Pfft, I'll take, it's either go to a part-time job, make minimum wage or do this and make 30 bucks an hour. Yeah, all right, yeah, we can make that work. And then you just, you'll get better and better. You'll, you'll start to fine tune the process. And that's a beautiful thing. That's the fun part about side hustles and building businesses. You get to figure out how all that works. Now, I know one of your objections to all this might be, wait a second. I have to go and I have to sit there and I have to talk with other people. I have to talk with hotshot real estate investors and yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But you know what? This is what I would argue is the most valuable thing you will get from the entire strategy. You are gonna make yourself uncomfortable. Now, I suppose if you're an outgoing person, you love to just talk, maybe this won't be uncomfortable for you. But you're gonna, but that's still not necessarily the most valuable thing but you're gonna force yourself out of your comfort zone. Here's the beautiful thing about that though. Do you enjoy forcing yourself out of your comfort zone? Of course not. Hence the word forcing. That's why you need to force yourself out of it, right? Because you don't like to do it. But guess what? That means that lots of other people don't like to do it either. And guess what? When a lot of other people don't like to do something, guess what? That means there's just not gonna be many people doing it. And when not many people are doing something, bingo, there you are. There is the opportunity. The opportunity to make potentially $65 an hour, if not more. Because you are willing to hustle, grind, get dirty, work hard, and step out of your comfort zone by going out there and talking with people, by letting them know what your service is. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, especially if you're younger, let me put it this way. If there is a younger person that approached me and said, hey, I'm clearly young, I, I'm, I'm looking to start to get ahead in life, I'm looking to try to build up some capital so I can do it. I mean, can I, can I, Offer to fill you up. Don't play, so can you give me money? No, that's that's begging. But if you say, so I mean, do you have anything I, I could help you with? I mean, for example, do you have any uh, projects where you just need a dumpster filled out, where you need some sort of house cleaned out? Or I mean, just just anything. Can I, can I offer you some manual labor, some grunt labor? If someone were to approach me, and sure, young boy, any age, any age, if they just say, listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to side hustle. I'm trying to get some extra money. Um, now, the other thing here is make sure that you do a good job, right? So, I mean, you have to be, you have to have a work ethic. 
you, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't, and they they just, oh, well, and then they do a terrible job, and then everything falls apart, because nobody's going to recommend you if you do a terrible job, so this only, but for me, I'm going to do a good job, I'm going to be smote it, okay, that's my mentality going in, I'm going to be smote it, I'm going to fill up that dumpster in eight hours instead of 10, that means my hourly rate just went up that much more, but that's my mentality, that needs to be yours, you're going to show up, and you're going to do a good job, but assuming you do that, then why wouldn't somebody that's you know maybe above you in the sense of, hey, they're the investor, they have all the money right now, because that's gonna be you someday that's above you in that chain, why wouldn't they help you out? I would love to help out people that are willing to hustle and grind. Hence, I guess kind of maybe even why I do this podcast, because I, I don't make anything off it, uh, but if I can ensure that you can hustle and grind, fantastic. But they wanna help you, and they will, in fact, they'll probably overpay a little bit just because if they know, you know what, what's an extra 50 bucks? Who cares? What's an extra $100? I'm, I'm helping this person out. That's great. I remember I was once there. That's, and that's where a lot of it comes from. These people were just like you. They started off, a lot of them with nothing. So they, they get it. And they will more times than not overpay. I know I would overpay. Now I'm not overpaying by thousands of dollars, but yeah, I mean, why not? Why not help them out a little bit? And it's not like it's charity because they're providing a, a valuable service to me. And But here is the absolute most valuable thing. Think about who you're surrounding yourself with. Real estate investors, company owners, you know, because there's gonna be vendors that are running some sort of company that wanna offer a service. Then you just have the real estate investors there. You're gonna have uh, sometimes real estate lawyers will be there, right? So think about that. That would make sense for a real estate lawyer to go to a real estate club, right? Because maybe some investor needs help with the eviction process. What about accountants? Hey, well, that would make sense. Real estate, taxes, and all that, not exactly the most straightforward thing. So it would make sense for an accountant to go there to network and meet other real estate investors or other company owners. So you have lawyers, you have accountants, you have business owners, you have you know real estate investors. You know what? Iron sharpens iron. Those are some people where if you just network with them, with if you just step out of your comfort zone and then you just start to form a relationship, guess what? And once more, assuming you're gonna do a good job, because if they're not doing, if you don't do a good job, they're just gonna kick you to the curb as you should be kicked to the curb because you're not doing a good job. But if you do a good job, then you start to ask them questions and you just listen. Ask questions, listen. Maybe at first you just listen and listen. Talk about grade A education that you're not gonna learn in college, that you're not gonna learn in school. You are down in the trenches. You are in the real world. And that is priceless, absolutely priceless to just ask questions and listen. And it could be questions about anything, but you to be surrounded by that sort of mentality, by that sort of people, wow, that's what you need. Not around, oh, geez, I can't get ahead. Oh, man, the system's rigged against me. Oh, it's not even worth trying. No, these are people that are making it happen. Some of them have already made it happen, and they're continuing to make it happen. I don't know about you, but those are the people that I want to be surrounded with. Those are the people that I would want to be networking with, that I would want to be just listening to, asking questions to, and not necessarily doing what they tell you, but at least considering it, right? Does that make sense? That's, that, to me, is a million-dollar ticket. And this article out here, which just supports all this, uh, the, the article just came out, but it's talking about next year will be hard on the housing market, especially in these big cities. Now you would think, uh-oh, the housing market, that's not good. But the problem right now is that there is just 
so much demand, but there's not enough supply, meaning lots of people want to buy, but not many people are selling right now. So what does that mean? Well, if a lot of people want to buy, but not that many people want to sell, well, then they need more stuff to sell. They need more supply. Or in other words, more houses need to be built. More renovations need to be done. And guess what? Builders, real estate investors, ding, ding, ding. There is going to be plenty, plenty, plenty of opportunity going into the new year, 2020, because this is based on, yeah, especially uh, next year. So right now at the recording of this, it's end of 2019. So next year, 2020, there is going to be all kinds of opportunity because, yeah, it's hard. It's a bad market, but that's a matter of perspective. It's bad from a buyer's perspective because, oh man, I want to buy, but there's barely anything out there to buy. Supply is low. But hey, let, let's from another perspective, it's, well, hey, let's create some more supply. Let's, let's, let's actually make more opportunities for people to buy. So new construction, renovations, all that sort of stuff. And then you just have simply, well, if, if it's hard to buy, I guess I, I gotta just keep renting, right? So if you keep renting, then that, what's, what's that gonna do? Well, that's gonna keep the real estate investors who specialize in rental properties, you know, in more traditional terminology, the landlords, that's gonna keep the landlords in business. And when you have landlords, evictions will happen. And when that happens, dumpsters need to be filled up. And there you go. So going in the next year, according to this article, which like I said, not necessarily anything new. Uh, the housing market has been heating up lately anyways over the past few years. But I mean, just to see that this housing supply continues to drop and drop and drop. It's dropping so much that there, I mean, the article talks about how sales are actually going to drop but they're not dropping because nobody wants to buy. They're dropping because nobody wants to sell. And that's a good thing from a certain perspective because like I said, new construction, all that sort of stuff, that means that there's opportunity there and there's a great way for you to get involved in at a very low risk. Now, when you're, if you're a builder, that's definitely more risk. Now, higher risk, higher reward, of course, they're gonna make more money, but they are taking on the risk of, well, what happens if all of a sudden the market changes? Well, in your situation, if all of a sudden the market changes, well, then nobody needs dumpsters filled, but okay, you just go find another side hustle. But it's not like you had any money up front. So you're, but of course, you're not making as much as a, as a, you know, a new builder would. So like I said, it's all a balance of risk and reward. However, this is the place that I would be. The real estate market, working with, you know, construction, uh, you know, uh, real estate investors, and just filling up dumpsters selling my time, selling my work ethic to just, I will fill that up. And you know, if, if I mean, how does $65 an hour sound to you? Let, let's say, well, Clay, I don't know, that guy could have been lying. Okay, fine. How's 50 bucks an hour sound to you? How's 40 bucks an hour fine sound to you? When you consider your, what's your alternative? Well, like I said, you could be like me, you could get a, a part-time job. I don't even remember what I made. What was it, like 675? I don't remember what I made per hour. But it wasn't over $10, all right? So if you think $65, if you think that guy was lying, which I don't think he was lying at all because uh, I could see how the numbers could be even higher than that. Uh, but assuming, all right, well, that person was lying, fine. 20 bucks an hour, 30 bucks an hour, 35 bucks an hour. Those numbers are totally reasonable. And it can be done, especially when you consider the overall environment within the real estate market as a whole. So that is what I would do. Uh, so if, if you're ready to hustle and grind, like I said, get on Google start to learn about some of the dumpster companies around you because you are gonna need to uh, you know, be able to talk about that and know who offers what and all that. But yeah, step out of your comfort zone, start to go to some real estate investment associations, some RIAs, that's the terminology, investment, RIA, or real estate 
uh, you know, and that'll, that, that'll, I'm not saying it'll be comfortable. I'm not saying it'll be necessarily be easy because some stuff can be heavy and you got to lift it up. But if you want an opportunity to make some good money in a relatively fast amount of time, I mean, the opportunity is certainly there. So get out there and make it happen. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I want to just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.